Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team Hi, it's episode 32, season 4 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast Joining me this week, David Fornell from Sussex Good afternoon and Zoe Pearson from Watford. Hi, Jeff. Hello. Right. Um, Shall we cut to the chase and, and, and get st- straight to it? Um, Newcastle winning 2-1 against Arsenal. <laughs> um, it's uh, the small things we have to cling to at the it, moment it after is. a result like it that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yesterday, was it more a case of... David, if I come to you first, was it more a case of City were that good or, or were we... Just a little bit poor on the on on the night. Well, the usual answer is a bit of both, and it is a bit of both, I'm afraid. Um, Man City, the only side to really humble us this season. They've done it twice. Uh, they were good, but at the same time, we were poor, very poor. Uh, the only thing I would say is, uh, at interview afterwards, Pochino um, alluded to the fact that he was, you could see he was actually fuming inside. You really could. He was looking downwards. He was un- very unhappy. But it was more than that. He he just said that they'd been very poor um, the first 25 minutes. And, and I can only think that they, they hadn't gone out and done the plan that he'd given them, worked the plan. Um, they were all over the place. They really were at times. Uh, very disappointing that first 25 minutes they seemed especially that first goal I mean Vincent Company well he's no De Bruyne is he when it comes to sort of playing that um, pass but just one straight down the middle Um, and that that typified it really at that moment Um, besides they already had a a good chance when they hit the post a little earlier than that but um, Sanchez is, is I don't know what he's doing. He, he's sort of staying with him on a line. He's keeping the line. And Vertonghen has drifted off to the left, almost into left-back position, just looks round and dawdles back. And you should always have one player picking up, one player covering. That's how I see it, and I don't see that it's ever changed. And yet, they allowed one against one. Now, if Sanchez, and he is quick, and he almost got to him, but had he stayed with him, there is an opportunity there for him to trip up. Where else is there cover? There isn't. Mm. And that typified that first 25 minutes where we weren't with them. We were partly pressing um, and that didn't work because we weren't fully pressing. Last season, we high pressed them and we tore them apart. Yesterday, we didn't look confident doing it and we were half-hearted and that's exactly what City wanted. The moment you don't pick them all up, they're playing little triangles with the goalkeeper. Then they come out. Vincent Company had time to look up. And he looked up twice before he picked that pass. We we're always going to be in trouble. Uh, so a bit of both. But they are a very good side. And, and they clearly tore us apart. Before I bring Zoe into it, just very quickly. Um, do you think 
um, dare I say it, if Mr. Alderweireld had started that game alongside Jan, um, particularly where the first goal is concerned, even for that matter, the third um, uh, City goal, do you think it would have made any difference, having that experience, having that understanding? I know, I know that Sanchez has played really well the last few weeks and he's starting to develop a, an understanding with, with Jan, um, but what would have a little bit of experience have, have 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 done uh, had had we had Toby had uh, uh, played or am I being a little bit harsh on Sanchez? My quick answer to that is uh, my gut feeling is yes he would have done better than Sanchez. Uh, he does cover very well and I and I think he would have done a fit Alderald if he's fit. Um, so I, I I don't want to say no San, uh, Sanchez it, it would have. Uh, been as, as good as, but I don't think so. I, I, I think Toby would have done better, but that's a whole other story mm. as to why we, we, we are where we are. Yep. Um, Zoe, thoughts, and also, do you think that as poor as we were at 2 1, we possibly had a. I felt that possibly we had a opportunity early in that second half to draw level and at least get mm. a get get a point or maybe that's that that was wish that that was my thoughts at that time yeah. early in the second half but but maybe with hindsight that's that's that was me the, the, the fan in me talking yeah i mean i, I agree exactly what you're saying there jav I mean, if i could just quickly just mention the the discussion about alderweireld i think it's like you say um you know a fit alderweireld gets walks into that team regardless of you know however anybody else is playing unfortunately the older viral that we've seen in the last games that he played for spurs you know in those fa cup games he looked a shadow of the toby uh, that we've seen for a long time so i'm not sure that throwing him into that game as huge as that he would have done any better than sanchez uh, like that's me being playing devil's advocate I, I i've always maintained i'm not anti-toad by any stretch of the imagination but i am pro sanchez you know in terms of age experience you know giving sanchez you know he's 21 years old he's he's gonna make mistakes in in big games he is 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 the nature of the beast isn't it but you know, it's it's a hard defeat to take because at two one you do there was that slight feeling of you know if we could get the next goal then it's you know the tie's completely changed on its head and you know the we were very much in the ascendancy at that point. Um, I agree with what you said, uh, David, about you know that very that first half was not good. That first twenty five minutes was particularly poor. We couldn't get a touch on the ball, which is obviously um, unlike us at home. We like to dictate the play, particularly at Wembley. Um, it had all the makings of the uh, the Chelsea game, the you know very first game of the season, where you know we looked okay in parts. Um, I think Pochettino made a, a point, didn't he, pre-match about wanting us to be competitive and I just think that's what must have really disappointed him in the fact that when the soonest of the, that that whistle kicked off we weren't competitive you know we looked second best to everything it wasn't until that second half you know uh, uh, particularly after half time where we sort of came out and we had that little spell 
of you know we held on to the ball a bit more we were dictating the play a little bit more and we had City on the back foot at times but unfortunately the third goal you know it was it, it was going to go on two ways if we, if we brought it up to 2-2 we were very much in the ascendancy and you could see us perhaps getting the winner unfortunately we, it, when it came to the third goal I mean we had a warning didn't we from Sterling when he missed that sitter right just about two or three minutes before he actually put the ball in the back of the net and you know we didn't learn from that we didn't pick him up so when he had a, a second bite of the cherry he, he wasn't going to miss and unfortunately that was that was game over but um you know it's it's one game in the last what 14 mm. that we've that we've lost and I, I sent a tweet out last night saying that I've, i'd almost forgotten what losing felt like because i had and it feels rubbish yeah. but i'm not to, I'm not going to throw the entire team under the bus, and I mean, I will probably get onto Millet and Loris, you know, for conceding the penalty, which wasn't even a penalty, but I'm sure, again, that's a point we'll get onto. But I'm not going to throw them under the bus. City are the champions elect, and they are a very good side, and sometimes we just have to say that on the day you were beaten by the better team. No, absolutely, and there's no shame in. Losing to um, to this city side that they're head and shoulders above every other team um, in, in the in the Premier League. Um, I think the performance wasn't for for me. It wasn't as bad as the um, when we played them at the Etihad earlier in the season. When we incidentally when we, when we last lost the league game, hmm. um, I you know I, I I think that day they were superb. I think they were good yesterday. I don't think they were as good as that occasion I think on that occasion we were poor admittedly we had a few players missing and yesterday when I looked at looked at the, the starting lineup um fit Dembele Dyer um the back four the, the attacking player and you know and, and a lot of these players are in form Ericsson um Delhi etc um I thought that we would equip ourselves better and I think Whilst the performance was disappointing, I don't think it was, it was again as bad as um, uh, December. And yeah, possibly at two-one down, we could have got an equaliser. But you know, the best team won. There's no shadow of doubt about that. Um, Sanchez, we've talked about. Um, he, he perhaps was at fault for a couple of the goals, um, and maybe he didn't have his. his best game but you know what in all of that um, and if you look at comments about him online from from our own fans if you look at um, the ratings he, he's, he's got as well um, from from journalists um, you know, it, it, it's given that he didn't have perhaps his, his best game but despite all of that there were one or two interceptions um, I seem to recall when Sterling was was, was, was put through um, and Sanchez put them off and got there ahead of those um, players or, or pushed it out for a corner. So he did some things right, um, and he's still a very young man. So um, he'll 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 get better. Um, we had a few comments, questions um, from listeners around the game. Um, our own John Steggles just makes a point. 119 days since our last defeat, also to Man City. Not a bad run. We've beaten Chelsea, Man U. Could have beat beaten the Bindapers. Um, at Anfield um, had a 14 game run only team not to lose a game in 2018 or a league game 
Um, got a semi-final to come. Shit happens. Bad day at the office. We go on. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you go back, say four weeks ago, uh, um, before certainly before the Chelsea game, you'd looked at the fixture list, which I did. You know, I thought we've got two real tough games coming up here. We're desperately trying to to get this top four, and, and prior to Christmas, I. I I was starting to sort of worry about it. I was thinking, I'm not sure we're going to make it. Other teams have improved. We've stayed where we are. We're at Wembley. We've got all the difficulties. And I looked four weeks ago and I thought, oh, you know, what, what, what would it take? And I think a lot of us said to the Chelsea game, you know what? I'd take a draw. I'd take a draw now. And, it, and you sort of calculate that and you say, well, Stoke, 4 0. We'll win that 4 0. You know, the usual one. Man City, well, I'd certainly take a draw, but I'm going to factor in a loss. And, and I, in my mind, I had I'd factored a loss, and I thought, "Yep, we can we can make top four. We've we've been given a cushion by Chelsea and Arsenal behind us, and and I'll take that. That that will be good. And lo and behold, of course, things don't go quite as as you plan them, as you put them out on paper. We mm. go and stuff Chelsea. Brilliant. Um, Stoke. Well, we 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 grab a a, a very narrow win. There's lovely three points. So we're better off where we are. So, so in fact, we're better off where I'd hoped. We might be and as you say it's man city that's the only two games we've really sort of had a a, a right roasting um no I, I i just today i'm not um i'm not going around with the head down at all um we'll go on we'll move on to the next game we've got what i think forgetting the semi-final at the moment but a very likable run in now one that i i've all right we may not take all the points but we should and could we, we do and if we do that we've certainly got minimum a fourth so yeah. no I'm alright I'm fine about it um, just before the game yesterday I met Chris Cowlin who um, we had on the pod last week and, and in recent weeks and we should hopefully have him on next week um, and we were just discussing you know at, um, the game ahead and, and how we thought it might pan out I, he was slightly more confident than I was I was more hedging towards the draw. And the point he made, which I completely agree with him, is that if we're going to lose one game, um, and we have lost this one, I'd rather lose against City than against United next week. Um, there's a lot more resting on that on that game. We, we could afford to lose yesterday. It's, as you say, David, a game that you'd factor perhaps beforehand, losing when you look at the run-in, um, and still finish minimum um, somewhere in the top four. Um, mm. And... So it's one that you can afford to lose, whereas, whereas n- next weekend, obviously, you know, we want to win that and get to an FA Cup final for the first time in whatever it is, 27 years. Um, Darren Pam, question from Darren Pamenter. The Larice debate will continue this week. Poor for all three goals, he says. Is it time to start looking for a replacement? And if so, who would you have? And then... Um, at JW Steggles, same question as last week. Um, so we, we discussed this last week with um, with Chris and Aaron. Um, elephant in the room, Hugo. His rare instances of mistakes are now becoming more frequent. Frequent. I say we need to upgrade next season. What do the esteemed panel say? Zoe, Hugo. Oh, do you know what? the thing is? It's 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 that horrible thing of your heart and your head, isn't it? You know, um, he is without a doubt the best goalkeeper of modern times that I've seen had the pleasure of seeing in a Spurs shirt 
and he's our captain. He's invariably the first name on the, the team sheet, and it's hard to deny that he has made some. It, I mean, it was unlucky yesterday that we conceded the penalty from it because, obviously, as we all know, it wasn't a penalty. But besides that, you know, it's it's another thing for people to throw at Loris, another decision that he's made that hasn't quite gone in the way that he wanted to. You know, uh, I don't know if it's his decision-making that's slightly off or whether it's just a drop in form. But with Loris, you know, I, I always harp back to the time that, you know, that 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 little period between sort of 2012 and 2013 when he'd been at the club a little while um sorry 20 2013 and 14 he'd been at the club about two years so we signed him in 2012 and we just had that horrendous time under tim sherwood and we were definitely going through a period of transition ourselves as a club never mind you know individual players form and he had an opportunity to to walk away from the club and, and he didn't and so to me it will take a lot more than a few calamitous brain you know moments of, of lorries for me to you know say that i want to sell him he's still by far and away you know one of the best goalkeepers in the premier league if not you know europe I mean, how do you replace somebody like him? He, he, you can't underestimate as well the influence that he has in the dressing room. I mean, he comes across to me as a quiet, unassuming man. But, you know, it's players like that that you need in the dressing room that's good, that will harbour respect and get the best out of the players around him. So I think it's not just a case of, oh, Loris has made a couple of, quite rightly, you know, they have been calamitous. But who do you bring in that of the same quality? I I personally can't think of anybody that I'd rather bring in. You can make an argument, I suppose, for Jack Butler, you know, for that that Pochettino mould of you know young, um, up and coming player with a great load of potential, maybe. But to me, Jack Butler and Hugo Lloris are two completely different kettle of fishes you know they are two completely different goalkeepers um and i mean butland he, he he himself made a couple of errors um the other week i think it was against leicester we palmed the ball into his own net so i think as a goalkeeper you're always going to be scrutinized because without a goalkeeper mistake you don't get a goal so He's gonna be. He's gonna be more. He's gonna be more scrutinised than maybe an outfield player or somebody like Kane for not putting the ball in the back of the net yesterday or whatever. But no, I, I, I personally wouldn't like to see Laurie's replaced. And I, you know, I'm willing to, to stand by him through this little dip in form, hmm. for him to come out the other side a better player. Hopefully, you know. Interesting. You should mention Butland. Um... I think up until a couple couple of years ago, I was a big fan of him. But before um, he had he had his injury, I, I don't think he's quite the same player yet at the moment. Um, as you say, he's he's made a few few mistakes recently. That that might be to do with the predicament of his of his team, and and it might be a confidence thing. But I think he's he's, he's certainly good 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 young mm-hmm. English keeper, and one that I would, as I said, a couple of years ago, I would have liked 
at Spurs. Um, I like I like the look of that Nick Pope from um, Burnley. Yep, yep. he's he's, he's um, another, I like him. Good. I like the looking very much. But again, is he in the same category as Lloris? No. Do I see that him in a in a you know in a toss up between Lloris and, and say we did sign Nick Pope or whatever? Who is going to force his way into that team? I don't see Nick Pope getting in ahead of. You know, Lloris, Michel Vorm is a very capable goalkeeper and he has shown it time and time again for us. But but does that make him number one? Mm. I don't think so. I think, before, before I bring David in, on, just on, on, on Lloris, um, it's been documented he's made, what, five, six mistakes this, this season, supposedly, that, that have cost us. I think of all the mistakes he's made, the one for me that was really stand out, and it actually didn't cost us anything because we won that match, was when he, um, at Stamford Bridge a few weeks ago, when he... Came out for the ball um, on a cross and uh, and and didn't get there. Um, I think that the nature, I mean, so, the nature of his game is such is that he's a sweeper keeper. And if you look at yesterday um, before the first goal um, that City scored, I can't remember who 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 was who went through. This was in the first twenty minutes. I think it must have been Sterling and Larice came off his line. Now, if we had just for the sake of argument, if we had Brad Brad Friedel in goal, who is a solid, experienced Premier League goalkeeper, he wouldn't have come come off his line. And I think in that particular instance, um, the City player would have gone through and, and scored. Larice came off his line, but that's not documented. That's not something that people talk about. But I I, I remember it very early on during the match and thinking that you know that that was good that he did that. It, it's, very few keepers would would do that and. The second goal um, that we conceded yesterday, um, as you say, firstly, it, John Moss, who had a shocking game yesterday, um, has clearly got Moss in his eyes um, because that um, that wasn't a, 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 in any shape or way or form a, a penalty. I didn't think it at the time. Shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. Shocking decision. And having Absolutely watched, shocking. Having watched it on Match of the Day since, now it's it's even worse. And you know, but I don't fault Larice even in that scenario for coming off his line because if you look at it again, what, if he stayed on his line, um, was it Sane? He went through. Sane would have probably um, cut it back, and whoever was in the middle for, for, for City would have scored. So he takes those decisions, he takes those risks, and that's the nature of his game um pace and, was always going to kill us yesterday yeah. Jav. pace was always going to be the, the the thing that was going to really put us apart from city was was the pace of that front line you know we we don't have a staunch amount of pace in our in our side so we needed lorries to be to be playing that sort of game to anticipate any sort of balls in behind because in a foot race the only person that was really going to give any of that front lot a, a, a run for their money was sanchez mm. so where I am critical of, of Lloris is his distribution and his kicking. Yeah. And I yeah. think that, particularly the way we play, we want to play from the back. I, I think, um, for example, if there was a keeper um, available like De Gea or like um, is it Edison, the, 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 the City goalkeeper, or, or even mm. further afield, somebody like Neuer, if there was somebody of that quality that was available and the key word here is available then yeah i would be happy in that scenario to upgrade um you know there's all that whole adage about that you know there's no room for sentiment in football football can be qu- quite 
cruel. And yeah. I'm, I'm of the opinion that if there was if there was a better goalkeeper out there that was available, then then why not? That's 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 fine, and that that goes with every other. You know, with with all the outfield positions, but if you look around in the Premier League, there aren't many goalkeepers that are better than Hugo. He's still a top goalkeeper. If you look um, at world football, I'd still put him somewhere in the top ten. So um, for me, I'm quite happy with 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 Hugo. Um, I do think that we should have one eye, and I'm sure Pochettino has one eye on the future because Hugo won't be there forever. Um, but that's uh, that's how I see it, David. Well, Edison. You spoke yesterday. He um, he was at fault slightly for their goal, uh, or for our goal rather, for um, Ericsson's goal. Uh, he came for a ball um, that he probably could have stayed on his line, and of course he was so close when it rattled the ball, ball rattled came out. He was left in sort of no man's land. It sort of goes by you. It doesn't matter. City won, so three one, um, and and that's the point I'm making. That he's encouraged to say the least to be a sweeper keeper so he the ball's breaking he decides to come out even though a player from his left the defender's coming in to cut it out which he sort of duly sort of did it all bounced around in him but that's what happened um for the so-called penalty uh he got exposed Laurie did that he got exposed by our own players um in the supply and and you're right zoe uh, there's a lot of pace one of the one of the ways you can try and counter pace is by uh, stifling the supply to the pacey yeah. players, making yeah. sure it doesn't happen. And that, I think, is where Pochettino was really disappointed because we weren't at it. We weren't up to the game. We weren't picking up these players and, and preventing them from playing. They allowed, We allowed them to stop us from playing our game. And, and we didn't look good for it. And they were allowed to play their game. And that's where the first goal came from because companies looked up twice with plenty of time to pick a, a pass out. Um, and, I, and I don't blame Loris actually that, that much. He came for a ball, and at first view, he probably thought, "I think I should get this." But of course, Sterling. One thing Sterling has got is bags of pace, and he got there first and just nicked it, just nicked it. Uh, uh, and I felt sorry for him. It shouldn't have come to that. He should have been picked up. Um, the pass shouldn't have come. He should have been picked up, and he gets exposed for it. Now, last week with Stoke. He came out for one there. Again, I think it's the same thing. He came for one um, and he ended up being slightly second best. I think he thought, again, he thought, and it, the player was right on top of him. It really was. And I'm not sure he could have gone out sideways in the end. It's 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 just the, the nature of the sweeper-keeper. He is going to do that, trying to suddenly um, rush out from a, from a standing position. It's... It's always going to be risky. Some keepers do it better than others, I'm, I'm sure. But um, years ago, Pat Jennings, if he came out that far, uh, the centre-backs would have told him where to go. Go back in your box. We're told that all the time. But, of course, keepers could pick the ball up then. They can't now. The moment that changed, the whole goalkeeping situation changed. We're, we're now forcing them to play football and, and make those decisions. And it's like, oh, you know, goalkeepers make a mistake, they get punished. So I'm... I'm I think he's fine. I like Larice. He comes with a couple of warning tags stuck to his shorts that says, look, I can't kick. And look, you know, sometimes when I come out, but try not to expose me, lads, to, to do this. If, if, and that we are, I, I don't know where we are in points, but we've had a great season with Larice. I'm not going to complain. 
I'm not going to see him replaced. Nope, I'm happy with him. Um, we discussed earlier on Sanchez, um, slightly going off tangent here, but um, Alderweireld, he didn't feature again yesterday. He wasn't on the bench. Um, both of you mentioned earlier on his fitness um, and the fact that when he last played, um, for us certainly, um, I think it was Rochdale in the Cup, um, he didn't cover himself particularly with glory. Now, he, he has played since for Belgium um, in a friendly, but I, I don't know how... I've not really read the reports. So I don't know how uh, he fared on that occasion. Um, right, there's speculation um, around whether he will stay or not. It seems to be now a conventional wisdom. Everybody that I speak to is now convinced that he's off... Um, Zoe, cheer me up. Tell me, tell me otherwise. Tell me that he's going to stay. <laughs> I wish I could, Jeff. Honestly, I, I wish I could. I, you know, I, as I said to you a minute ago, I'm, I'm really, I'm not anti Toby by any means. You know, he's been a joy of a player to watch in our in our colours, and I hope, if there's any hope that he will stay. You know, if Yang could get in his ear and say, come on, mate, you know, you need to stay here with me. And, you know, I've got to build our partnership. But it, it's like, um, it's like I was, I was thinking this the other day, you know, we wanted to take that next step in going into the stadium and, and you know, building that next, um, almost putting ourselves in, in a good position for the long term. And I think Sanchez was bought very much even in the summer, with a view that, you know, yeah, either Jan or, or Toby, you know, could be, and, 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 and maybe even with the addition of, of bringing Wan Foyth in, you know, looking long term, that they were almost buying a replacement for Toby without the stories even breaking. It's only, it's only in the last, you know, sort of, six months or so that the, the stories of, of Toby's departure really have, have sort of amped up and uh, unfortunately in football we, they, they say that there's no smoke without a fire and uh, you know you can compare it to the Carl Walker situation but where it differs from Carl Walker is that Carl Walker was making the bench you know when I mean I, I was there's that little article in, in Pochettino's book about you know Walker coming in and telling him that he wanted to to depart the club which you know after nine years and the service that he's, he gave us you, you know you could you know it's not nice but you can understand it uh, but therefore Pochettino was putting Kieran Trippier in and, and almost readying us for the next season without Carl Walker without any of us really knowing that that was what was happening behind the scenes you know Carl Walker was put on the bench and it was sort of a case of, well, you know, Trippier has earned this place over him. And, and I hate bringing Walker into it because he's, he's placed for City now and, and he's gone now. But you can't help but compare the two scenarios. Um, the only the only difference is, is that Alderweireld is... You, it's never a case, or it should never be the case, when a team comes out that you're looking at who is on the bench. But I find myself, most matches that we play, looking at the bench before I look at the eleven. Has, is Toby on the bench? Oh no, he's not on the bench. Is Toby on the bench? Oh, oh no, he's not on the bench. Unfortunately, Jav, and and I wish I could be the person to say, do you know what? Don't worry about it. It's it's all it's all in hand. It's fine. He's not going to go. But I just, yeah. again, it's that 
heart and head that sentiment thing isn't it again of he's a great player for us but you, you can't long term see him being here especially with the presence of Sanchez you, to me I can't see Toby forces way back into that team for the remainder of the season even in the, even in the semi-final you know I, I think I'd be I'd be very very surprised as good as a player as Toby is that he if that, that he'd make the team or, or even the bench unfortunately but we we'll, we wait and see we we'll wait and see about what happens then and and obviously that get, game is going to be pivotal to our season if he doesn't make that that team then perhaps maybe one of the less important Premier League fixtures once top four is secure we might see a, a cameo of him again to maybe make his last appearance for top I, I don't know it's all speculation isn't it and mm-hmm. um. I hope he stays. I really do. I think he's a brilliant player. But who knows? I think only Pochettino, Alderweireld and Levy know the real answer to that question. So it's down to me to chew you up, is it then, Jeremy? Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I could. You, you know me. You know me. I'm, I'm very positive in terms of how I look at things at Spurs. Even when we've had a, a dire result, I really try and look at the positives. But unfortunately, there is nothing really that we can say that is positive about the current situation with Toby. I, I don't think there is. So I've got, um, I've got a sneaking suspicion, and I felt this before the match, that Toby might start on Tuesday. Um, if you recall last season, you're right that. Walker did make the bench a lot, um, but towards the end he didn't feature. I think he started in the semi-final, as I recall. He also started mm. against West Ham um, away in that woeful Friday night game that we lost. Um, I've got a sneaking suspicion that with a, with one eye on the semi-final on Saturday, um, that one-off Sanchez or Jan might be rested, particularly. particularly if they're carrying a knock, um, and we've got that game on Tuesday, that Toby might come in, and it's on paper it should be an easier game or the sort of game that you'd want him to start. And having now with hindsight, post-match, um, since Sanchez perhaps didn't have his best game, um, and I'm not suggesting for a minute that, he, that Sanchez should be dropped um, for the semi-final, but if Toby were to start on Tuesday and 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 if he had a good game that might give um Pochettino food food for thought and then you might have a little bit of competition going going in um uh for, for, for the semi-final um as to whether he'll stay um I I'm of the mindset now that he's gone um and I can sell myself in the fact that as big as fan I am of Toby, that that um, Pochettino book it was called Brave New World Inside Pochettino Spurs, and it's that last bit Pochettino Spurs that to me is the key thing. Any player that fits into Pochettino Spurs that's committed, that is part of Pochettino's plans, then. Um, they should be there. Anybody who falls out with Pochettino, so whether that be dear old Andros Townsend, or if it's somebody who wants to play elsewhere, wants a bit more money, wants feels that he can win trophies elsewhere, like Carl Walker, or if it's 
out of arrows and for whatever reason we, and we don't know we simply don't know it's just speculation but if if it's true that he's stalling on, on signing a contract and he just wants a lot more money or whatever it might be if he's not fully committed to the course or if it's if it's a player that's just not pulling up their socks in training and, and they're not um they're not performing week in week out in, in, in training where every day where Pochettino sees them I think that, that was uh, levelled at Janssen at Marcus Edwards at um, Nkundu various others um, for me their Spurs career effectively is, is over and they, there isn't a part for them in Pochettino's Spurs and I just want players who are committed to Pochettino's way of thinking and if, if Toby doesn't fall into that category anymore then I don't want him at the club. I don't want any. Pl- I don't. It's not a question of I don't want Toby. I, I don't like him or whatever. It's I don't mm. want any player, whoever they are, um, to to be at the club if they're not committed to the course. Um, and if Pochettino feels that, then they're out as far as I'm concerned. So I'm trying to be pragmatic and deal with my disappointment. Um, yeah, I'll probably be on cheering up, David, um, but. <laughs> I've resigned myself to the fact that he's, he's off. Oh, no, I, got, I, I can cheer you up no end. Um, i got real good information for you. I'm afraid it's nothing about Toby. <laughs> it's just the fact that Arsenal lost. Yeah, I, was gonna, <laughs> I was waiting to bring that one in. <laughs> <laughs> That's that best I could do for you, Jared. 2-1, two, um, two did it finish? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Toby, I, I said... I'm afraid I've been very negative about it um, some months ago that all the hallmarks were there of him going. This little bit of information coming out saying, well, he's going to, you know, we're going to look at the contract, you know, just waiting for a, uh, no, I've heard all this before. And if you can go back to Judas and he was doing the same thing about, yeah, well, we signed the contract. We'll be sitting down at some stuff. We will sit down at some, really, really. And I, I, I actually subscribe to the figures that are being thrown in um, banded about at the moment that he's been offered 130 and, and he's saying he wants between 180 and, and 200. Well, I think this has got to do almost certainly with agents. Um, and I, I, it's a whole, you know, I'd need a, a couple of hours to, to what I think of agents and the way they behave and how they prod and poke about and they get more money from um, setting these their players on they do staying where they are and, and so they're, they're going to disrupt their player and say well you know we can win more elsewhere and and I can get you a, a, a definite good offer from another club you know you up for it yeah last contract why not you know if I can get 200 if we offered 180 I, I guarantee that his agent will go to whatever other club is, is poking around he'd say to them Spurs are going to renew at 180 oh well we'll offer 220 then and and then you end up in a Dutch auction which is not something you'd ever want to attempt to do with Levy because he'll show you the door faster than he could brew a cup of tea um, it, he'd just be gone and, and he is gone he is definitely gone and then there's no way we should make any special example of him to uh, to offer him more money if we want to change the whole structure that's fine but that's not where we are and I don't want to see him particularly even on the bench if that's the way he is we, we've, we've got to li- learn to live without him now not next season 
but learn to live with. We've got Foyth, you know, we can bring him in. Maybe he'll play one or two games before the end of the season. But if Toby wants to go, and I'm like with you, Jav. I mean, I, he's a wonderful player. I'd love him to stay, but on on the right re for the right reasons. I think 130,000 at any time is a stunning amount of money. He'd be earning as much, if not more, than Benucci and, and that, Juventus. I mean, just what sort of player is only getting an offer of these money because these silly clubs like Man City, PSG um, uh, and Chelsea will pay it. Not because they think it's what he's worth, but what they, they have to pay in order to get him. And you're just upping the market like that. And, and you can see how silly it's all gone since Neymar went to, to PSG for 200 million. And it's, it's now skewed the whole market. In fact, it's, it's, made, it's made problems for us, hasn't it? You Stupid know, want, money, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. it's doing. And that's what it's doing. You, you can't pander to that. But I actually, so I did agree with you. I, I thought this before about um, Alderald and um, that we, he, Sanchez was brought in quite early um, because they thought there was probably a limited future. And, I, and I've won that. I, I think you're spot on with that. Contract aside, there's another thing that we don't know, um, or perhaps we we do. In in so far as when it, you know when he came back against Rochdale, he didn't look sharp. Whether he's the same player post that injury, post that hamstring in- injury. I mean, Pochettino mm. a few times alluded to it, suggested that it was a big in- injury. Um, we've seen with Danny Rose, perhaps he's not the same player post his particular injury. So, um, you know, he's late twenties um, and. Even if he signed a contract, um, Foyth and Sanchez arguably are, are, are the future. Um, Sorry, Jeff. Can I just mention something quickly about Toby? Yeah. As well with the with the situation, uh, it, it makes me hark back to when we signed him from Southampton. And do you remember the furore around his transfer? Well, it wasn't even a transfer because he was at Atletico Madrid, wasn't he? Hmm. And there was that thing of saying that he'd promised to sign, or his agent had promised to sign a contract at Southampton and then he delayed signing for Southampton we came in for him last sort of oh well, it was it was a straight choice between us and, and Southampton in the end and he opted to come to us you know so it, it's not it's nothing unusual that you've seen of of, of Alderweireld and his agent before or you know that, that was very at the time that was a very public story and there was that thing about Southampton wanting to take Tottenham to you know libel because of a certain clause in a contract or whatever so you know you, you can't you can't say it's not happened before with Alderweireld it has you know and, and you can't help but think now when because um, I mean I was thinking about it the other day and you know you sort of think you know we, we at the time it was almost like that you know a victory of signing him over Southampton but it was just where Toby could get the best deal, and, and at the time it was it, it was with us, and he was getting Champions League football or whatever. It's a shame. It's a re- it's a real shame about how it's going with him. But you know, it it is what it is at the end of the day. We we have to just move on and 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 build the the, the structure around the, the new team. And then there's that thing of you know, building for the future. But you almost are having to say at the expense of which player because I don't think we're in a position where we're going to keep all our best players and add to them I think we're very much in a position of you know at one point or another selling to bring in 
and I, I wish we weren't like that, but I don't see any evidence of us of us going down the Man City route of just buying. And, and there's very few clubs that can do that. It's like, you know, David was saying, the Man Cities, the PSGs of this world, can can bring in player upon player upon player upon player on ridiculous amounts of money and, you know, guarantee the players very little playing time. And that's okay because they're getting... Two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand pounds a week in their back pocket. They'll happily sit on the bench for that. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with it morally, but that's the way players are these days. You know, there's there's very there's an argument for player power, and I think clubs are almost and players. And Daniel Levy's one of the few chairmen that you can say that sort of will sort of look after his own interests over. Any player, however many, you know, however good that player may be, he's an asset to the club financially, and that's how he's looked upon. Yeah, no, you know, no. What's the, the the quote from Graham Roberts about the name on the back of the shirt not being bigger than the club, and no, no one players. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, sorry, the, the crest in front of the the, the shirt being bigger than the name on, on the back of it, and mm-hmm. no one player is bigger than the club. Um, and you're right, Daniel, Daniel Levy's not going to allow a player to dictate things. Um, it sends out... There's two ways of looking, looking at this. If everything that we have read, if all the speculation around Toby is true, that he's holding out for more money and uh, we're just not willing to, 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 to give him that... Um, on the one hand, you could argue it highlights the fact that we can't compete with the bigger, bigger clubs, and and the, the bigger, cl- you know, and and there's an issue with our wage structure, etc., etc., et which we sort of know anyway. That you know, Le- Levy, particular, some of that's obviously to, to do with the fact that um, we, we've got a new stadium that's, that's being built, and maybe the picture will change once we move into that new stadium and there's more match day revenue. Um, but Levy's not the sort of chairman that's going to have a ridiculous wage structure in, in place, although. The bonuses that we give to players are supposedly um, one of the best, and that sort of offsets the fact that the, the, the basic wage isn't as, as high as some of the other clubs. Um, the other side of that coin is that if we're dealing with Toby in this way and just saying, look, we're not going to give you what, what you want, you, you know, you, you can't hold us to, to ransom, that sends, an, that sends a message out to players at Spurs and anybody who's thinking of joining Spurs, that do you know what? You're not going to get what, what, what you want. This is this is the way it works at Tottenham Hotspur, and no one player is bigger than the club, and mm-hmm. it might might make others think twice. Um, just before we look at the next two games, Brighton and Man United, I mentioned the the referee earlier, John Moss, and the fact that he had Moss in his eyes. Um, he was pretty pretty woeful yesterday. I thought there were a lot of decisions. Obviously, the, the standout one is the. Um, the penalty that shouldn't have been um, free kick clearly that there were other decisions o- over the course of the game um, correct me if I'm wrong but he's he's also the same referee that referee the game at Anfield that Liverpool fans were quite aggrieved about yeah he yeah. was he was um, just a wider point in a week this week when um, was it Michael Oliver the, 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 the guy who refereed the yep yeah, right. So he mm. made a decision which I think was right. By the way, I, I, I think that was a pen, and I think he, um, 
and I think Buffon didn't cover himself in glory by complaining afterwards. Um, you could argue that maybe a sending off was harsh, but I don't know what was said. Um, but in a week when we've had that incident and Oliver coming for a lot of stick, certainly from Buffon and no doubt Italian press, and then we have John Moss, who was frankly a bit of a joke yesterday. Um, is there a problem? Is there an issue with with, it, with English referees? Because for the first time in ages, there won't be any, in fact, there won't be any British referees at the World Cup. Is there an issue with the level of our refereeing? Because I think, I can't think of a time, you know, I'll go back years before we, I think we had a good bunch of referees in, 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 in the Premier League. And I look now and I, they don't, none of them really fill me, fill me with much confidence. Well, there, there are two. Two, uh, two ways of looking at that. Um, I was surprised I heard that, that no, no referees, now that uh, the other guy's gone off to the Middle East to, to grab the oil money. Um, Klattenberg. We now don't have one. Klattenberg, that's the one. Um, that we, we, we haven't got one that, that, that qualifies to go to the World Cup. Well, there are two things at issue there. Uh, are, are they good enough these days? Um, my, my suspicion is mm, possibly have dropped a little bit. Not that much, but that's all so it questions FIFA as to who they take on as referees from which country I don't trust FIFA uh, even now any further than I could throw them I really wouldn't so I certainly wouldn't gauge English referees on their choices that's for sure um, I, I, <laughs> sorry Jav I'm going to come back just, just briefly touch on VAR and I know it's been announced that it's not coming to the Premier League next year um, Hallelujah yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I look. I, I was with you at the Rochdale game when it was at its worst. It was a complete farce. Um, but yesterday, in two seconds, that penalty decision would have been cleared up. Um, so there are, there is a case for it, and there is a case for helping referees. It's yeah, just got to be fine tuned. It would only it, be, I, it would only be two seconds if it, if it was implemented correctly. Yes, that's right. I mean, I, I, there are a number of issues. Not as simple as. It's just VAR. It is how it's implemented, how it's used, etc. And who's at the, the booth in Luton to look at it on the screen? But I don't want to go into too much of the VAR. It's just more of the referees. But I do think the referees need more help than, than what they're getting. You know, we're, uh, John, John Moss didn't even go look at his linesman. I saw the linesman was about 10, 10 to 15 metres behind play in that line. And I don't think he saw it either, but it's a shame that he's not there but Moss didn't even look across at him to even question was it in the box so uh, that's what I think but I, I don't think referees are that much worse than, than they ever were I, I, I think we bellyache a bit more about them than we should do but I, I do agree with you. I mean, Michael Oliver I want to applaud him because that was a stick on penalty anywhere else on the pitch where you yank your leg around somebody don't even touch the ball and you've got one hand on the bloke's shoulder as well it might not be a hefty hand um, I mean it's a penalty it was a free kick anywhere else outside the box it was a penalty I agree with you I don't know what Buffon said but he certainly went for, for him and uh, he should have no special treatment than anybody else that's what he was requesting after the game said that it was sort of his last game and with my sort of uh, um, history and, and, and with my place in Italian football and world football I shouldn't have been sent off well you can go and get lost you yeah. know it's, it's, it's like a 
to Nadine Zidane. I felt so sorry, and I wanted the, I wanted the other bloke sent off. Was it Matarazzi, wasn't it? Yeah. That head butted. Uh, he head butted. Matarazzi. I couldn't stand it. I wanted, the, I wanted Matarazzi sent off, but you can't get round the fact that's what he did. And Zidane Zidane had a walk. There was no special, um, uh, a special case for him, and there's no special case for. Uh, uh, Buffon and I thought Michael Oliver did an exceptional job and what's he going to get absolute pelters around the world for making the right decision he didn't bottle it quite the opposite he should go, he should go to the World Cup <laughs> yeah it was spot on um, okay let's briefly look at we've got Brighton next and um, Tuesday and then Manchester United in the FA Cup semi-final Saturday um, before I ask you for predictions for those games oh. um, Thomas Delvin, question from him T- um, he, he argues two, um, should we have two different 11s for, for Brighton and United um, he goes on to say Sun, Sun up top Ericsson and Mora, Ericsson, Mora and Lamella in behind versus Brighton it's a tough one that isn't it because I suppose you're damned if you do and damned if you don't aren't you really if you change the 11s uh, you know, and we lose ground on the top four, and Chelsea start chasing us, chasing us down. Why have we drop so many players for the Brighton game, this, that, any other? And I know we've got one eye on United game, but I don't know. It's they, they always say you should pick your best eleven, but I do see a few players getting missed. I see potentially one Yama coming in for the Brighton game um, over Dyer. I think Dyer's going to get a put on the bench because I think I could see him starting versus United um, who else would I who else would I put into that 11 perhaps and this is going to go down like a absolute lead balloon but I could see potentially Soko getting a start I really can and that's not because I want him to start I just I can just see Pochettino maybe putting a, a, a midfield two of Wanyama and uh, and Sissoko as opposed to Dyer and Dembele. Yeah. Uh, who else? For, uh, poten- fullbacks, possibly? Yeah, potentially. It depends on Rose's fitness, obviously. I think um, we'll be, it would be dependent on, on that. And I think Walker-Peters has picked up an injury now. So even if um, even if Rose is, is, is not, not fit, I don't think Walker-Peters is fit, fit either. So, I, mm. I mean, I think I don't know. Ben Davies will probably have. And, and uh, to be honest, and I, I don't want to be negative either, but I don't I think Davies had a very good game. Uh, last time out, and I've been a staunch advocate for Ben Davis this season. I really have. Um, I thought he was—he's not the end of the best game last time out. But I think maybe it's one of those things where he has to sort of play to sort of get a bit of confidence back and whatever. But um, potentially Lucas Mora. I'd like to see him start. He, he did well when he came on yesterday. He looks really—I really like the look of him. You know, he's—he's he's got that low centre of gravity, hasn't he? He's—and he's. he's quick and he he looks up and he's he's always looking for that forward pass which is what you know we wanted for a, a long time I mean I've, I remember being on the pod before and, and said how much I I like the fact that we've brought him in but obviously I don't think we'll see the best of him until next season um it was good to see Kaziah Sterling on the bench actually yeah I know he didn't come on but um potentially might see him make it make a a Premier League appearance potentially in the Brighton game, not necessarily starting, but certainly mm. to um, to perhaps make a cameo. So I mean, chopping and changing and and and, and things, but you know, ma- mainly um, 
I think a, f- a few sort of places are, are more up for debate than others. Um, I know you wanted to be cheered up, Jav, so I will say one thing. Christian Eriksen, my gosh, hasn't he just, this since January, hasn't he turned up? He's he's looking at he's looking a really good little player, isn't he? To be to be fair to, to, to Ericsson, I think all season he he's been he been fantastic. The only he period has. where where his form dipped was I think mean, he, he had a really good start to the season up until um, the World Cup um, playoff um, when he scored a hat trick. Um, yeah, yeah, that little dip in form. Then, and then yeah, and straight after that he had a dip in form, but now he's now he's back to his best. Um, super player. And and he's 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 in rich um, scoring um, form. I think he's got more goals than, than Gareth Bale, by the way, in a Spurs wow. shirt. Wow! Wow! Um, we associate Bale with 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 great things and great goals and great moments, but actually he didn't get that many goals in his in his first career. So it, but he got a lot in his last season. I mean, I, um, I did wonder. I did wonder because I, I did ask last night on I think on Twitter about you know has has there been a more prevalent time of, of Ericsson scoring goals for us. Because it seems like he's scoring every other game now, or every certainly certainly in the last few games, he's he's been the one as opposed to I know Kane was was out for a bit, but he was the one sort of getting on the end of the on the end of the um, putting the ball in the back of the net. And yeah. you always seen I always associate Ericsson with assists and maybe Delhi for finishing like finishing our chances, but I think he's I think he's stepped up his game massively this season. I don't have the figures for this season in front of me, but I know a few seasons back um, he went through one one particular season. I think he might have been Pochettino's first season where he scored a lot, but um, relative to other seasons, but he didn't get that many assists. And then I don't know the season after he got a lot more assists, but not that many goals. I mm-hmm. think pro- probably this season he's he's high on both fronts, um, both in terms of goals and 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 assists. And he's also. Um, He's got the ability. Now you see it a lot in games where he can drop back and drop deep and dictate the play from 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 f- uh, further back, as well as obviously um, taking more advanced positions or cutting in if he's on the left or or, or and getting balls in or or, or or from the right or or, or from the centre. Um, in terms of changes, I don't think there's going to be whole scale changes. There certainly won't be two different 11s. Um, I think that, yeah, I agree with you. I think I could see Wanyama coming in, possibly Sissoko, um, Mura, maybe. Certainly a very good option. I think that the, the one thing that Mura's got, you know, as well as the pace and all of those things, and you said low, low centre of gravity, he's got purpose. He's got that end ball that I don't think, for example, Nkundu um, had. A lot of people, I remember when Nkundu was... was well, he's still he's still technically at Spurs. He's still, he's a Spurs player, but he's been loaned out. But I remember when he was on the bench a few times, or when he didn't make the bench, a lot of fans were calling for him to start. And I I was never impressed with him. I thought, yeah, he had pace, no. but he never really had end product. With with Mura, he does have that. Um, I think I, I mentioned earlier. I've just got this gut feeling that Toby might start on Tuesday. Um, if he doesn't start Tuesday, I can't see him playing ever again in a Spurs shirt. Um, Harry Kane had a quiet game yesterday. Um, I don't think he's fully fit, but I'm sure he will start again on Tuesday with one eye on um, Saturday in mind. I mean, he, he needs matches under, under his belt. He needs um, match fitness. Um, the full-backs, yep, Davis will probably start. 
just by virtue of the fact that both Rose and Walker Peters are injured, as you, as you said, right back, I could possibly see him going for for surge. I don't think, by the way, just go back to the game yesterday and also um, the question of upgrading Larice. And this might sound a bit harsh, but I think that I, I'm a big. I like Trippier. I think he's really good. His end ball is perfect. But I think for the second game this season. Um, Sane had, Sane had the better of him. I think he struggled. Um, I don't know if it'd be any any different if Uri had started yesterday. I don't think either. If there's a weak, if there's a part of our team squads that could do with, I don't want to say upgrading because that just implies I've written off one or both of those players. Um, but if there's an area where I don't think it's conclusive yet for me as to who the better player is. Um, I'd say it's right back. I think that Trippier's got a lot of good qualities. I think Uriah's got a lot of good good qualities. I think both of them also have their own shortcomings. And I think that's one area we could... Like I said, I don't want to say upgrade, but I think improve upon. I think both of those players, particularly Uriah, who's, who's young, need to be developed. But, um, yeah, I don't see many wholesale changes, and I think we will, we will win on Tuesday... And by the way, if we do, if we win on Tuesday, we'll, we'll move to 70 points. And that's the most Arsenal can get. So that should, in theory, mean we finish above them. Because um, I think, that, yeah, the maximum they can get it, get is 70 as well. Of course, that would only mean on, on goal difference. But, uh, you know, another point thereafter would, would, would secure it. And then I think United, we... That's going to be really difficult. But I, I've got to... I'm, not, I'm hardly going to come, come out and say we're going to lose that game, um, and, I'm, um, and there has to be a winner. So um, I think I think we can we can win that and get to the final. Here's hoping, eh? Here's hoping. Mm. Um, right, right. My my take on it at the moment. Um, Manchester United have just kicked off, and they've put out what I call a a pretty first eleven, pretty much first eleven. So um, and they're only home to West Brom, so you'd think if they're going to rest anyone, they might do it now. Manchester United play again on Thursday, Wednesday rather, Wednesday, down at Bournemouth. So they play 24 hours after us. So where we're worrying about resting players, um, well, Manchester United have got the same problem and slightly worse as they've uh, uh, got 24 hours less to, to prepare. Um, did, you, sorry, I, did you say Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Wednesday yeah, they play yeah. Manchester United down at Bournemouth. Um, I, I, I think he might have rested more. I think... I've got that feeling Pochettino's a little bit annoyed with the team. And I don't think he wants to risk the wrath of uh, uh, fans around him by um, putting in a team that doesn't perform again, um, resting some. Mm. And, I, and I think he's, I think, I, I think he's lost, you know, lost his little rag with them and said, right, well, you're going to play on now. All you're going to play on uh, um, Tuesday and uh, play, you know, you've got to have to play well if you want to play in the semi-final. And I think that's that's the route he's taking. He'll only play well, one or two um, players different. And I think Aurea will come in. Um, Mora, I, I agree with you, Jack. I, I, I thought he was um, he was a real spark when he came on. Cracked a shot as well. And looked dangerous again. Um, and I think he could do damage to Brighton. Put it in the right position, wide right. I think he will. So I, I, I've got a funny feeling Mora will play. But I don't see Toby. Um, I, I, I'd be surprised if I ever see him in a Spurs shirt again. I really will. Um, unless they let him play the last game, if, if there's nothing on it. But um, and, and 
it is a it, it's I did say uh, yesterday that our next two games will define our season really and Brighton being the next game it's one that we have to win we have to win to make to make a statement as much as anything else um, showing people that the, the City game uh, won't affect us and obviously Manchester United we have to win that one um, because we, we it, it has to be our time surely you know we keep playing against a pragmatic Mourinho um, we've had the better room already this season surely surely the players will be up for this one and we can get them again and, and as, as you said I, I, I couldn't even consider saying we're going to lose to them I think we may snatch it by the odd goal yeah um, if we know the other thing about Brighton I should say if we if we win that match we'll probably only well we'll need two more wins after that to secure top four we might only even need one more win depending on how other results for Chelsea go. Chelsea play, I think it's Burnley away this week. That will not be easy because they're they're on a good run and they're they're looking to secure um, Europa League football. Um, yeah, I hope I think, they but, do it. I hope they do it. Absolutely. I, I think Burnley, mate, because Burnley are playing so well and Chelsea, they'd almost down. Certainly, yes, they down tall. So um, they may well drop points at Burnley. Wouldn't surprise me at all. On United, um, if I contrast the game against City, before the match, I felt that if we were going to get something, if, if we were going to win the match, certainly, we had to have to be at our, at our very best. Um, and City have to be slightly, well, possibly slightly slightly below par. Actually, if, if City, if City um, were at their best and we're at our best, it, it can go either way. I suppose in that scenario, but to get something against City, you, you've got to be at, at, at your best and, and maybe hope that that they're not quite at the races or, or whatever. Um, against United, I think you know we're, it's a completely different game. They're, they're not. I don't think they're better than us. Um, they'll probably no, almost no. almost certainly finish above us. I can, I can't. I can see them if they particularly if they win today, they'll go seven points clear of us. I can't see them being caught by Arsenal or Liverpool. I think they'll finish second. That's where they've occupied most of, um, most of the season. Um, and that's fine. I'm not begrudging them. Um, but that's you know, but I don't think they. they I, I genuinely don't think they're, they're a better team than us. Um, they don't play the slick, tiki taka, um, clinical football that City play. Um, I think we're the better team, and if we if we're at our best, we we will win that game. The, my concerns are the fact that Mourinho teams are difficult to beat. He will make it difficult for us, and you can see if they go one. One nil in front, or worse still, two nil. It will be very difficult to break break them down, and, and he knows how to win big big matches. Um, the other thing that slightly or not concerns me, but I think it's something that we need to be wary of. Um, the first goal yesterday, we were outdone by a long ball. Um, when we played United earlier this season um, at Old Trafford, we were outdone by um, a long ball, a goal kick from De Gea, which uh, Lukaku flicks on to Martial. If you look at United's win recently against Liverpool at Old Trafford. I think, for, from what I remember, both of Rashford, well, certainly one of them, if not both of Rashford, Rashford's goals were from 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 long balls. And I think we just need to be wary of that because United aren't going to outpass us um, or play slick slick f- football. Um, we've got the better players, and we can certainly, as we showed um, at Wembley earlier this season, we can certainly beat them. Um, I don't doubt that, but I think that 
they could could be on set pieces, it could be on a long ball um, where they could catch us. And then, obviously, if they get their noses in front, it's going to be difficult to, to break that bus that Mourinho likes to park. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be more positive about that. I think that um, if we're going to have a bad game, probably this weekend City was the right time to do it. Mm. Not necessarily the right side. Well, it was the right side, actually. They were the right side to lose to. But I think to to exploit our weaknesses will give Pochettino um, enough on the, the training pitch to turn around and say, right, lads, you know, we're going to have to sort this one out. And I, I would be very surprised if we get done by a long ball against United. Well, be very disappointed, I have to say, and I think it's the right time to exploit that area of us. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I go back to 2015 when we beat um, Chelsea uh, 5-3, and then a few weeks later, League Cup, and he just knew he smothered um, Harry Kane and made sure that nothing got to him, and we we just didn't produce anything. We're a different team today, That's but um, but he's but he's very good at that, and you're absolutely right, and it is a worry. What he could produce. The fact that we won 2 0 um, just recently against them is, is my worry. I think, yeah, yeah, he's seen what we can do. I mean, the game was done on the first goal in, in how many seconds? 10.5 seconds or whatever it was. Um, they were The game was won on that. Um, we had we had the, the, the go from there, but I don't think it's going to be anything like as easy this time round, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, we've got. We've got time probably for one question. Um, just very briefly. Um, no, again, no Spurs ladies up update this week. Um, the Spurs ladies are not playing until um this Thursday, Thursday the nineteenth. Um, where they take on Oxford, and then they play Sheffield next Sunday. So Bex will be back with the Spurs ladies update next Sunday. Um, let's just do one more question to finish off. Um, at Lee Marston eighty one, how come a lot of our fans feel we have a set? feel we have an entitlement to win every game, even trophy, then lose their minds when we don't? Yeah, Very good question. It is a good question. I like that because I I hate to use the word entitlement because I see other top clubs um, with that in, the, in their minds. Entitlement. Entitlement. Arsenal. And, and, Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, yes, oh yeah. sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> well, it's a, you're absolutely right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of them, but they're, they're, when they're winning trophies, they, they think, and even the the pundits sort of well you know they won a trophy for two seasons well they're not entitled to it you know you know it's mm-hmm. this is a, this is about spreading it out a little bit and as much as we hated seeing Leicester win it because we're the ones that most suffered under it at least you could turn around and say well it's someone else shared in the glory yeah um, it, it's it's yeah it, and I you're absolutely right uh, whoever the guys um who asked the question you're right it's we're not entitled and we I have to say that uh, today I'm not that depressed I'm not that depressed about a loss against Man City. We're not entitled to win it. We're not entitled to win every game. Jeez, we hardly lost any. It's been a great season. And I don't always subscribe to it having to be silverware either. I mean, it's just, I, I, I've been really happy with the last few, very happy. This is the best I've ever seen of a Spurs side. It really is. And I'm happy with that. And I believe that if we carry on in that vein, silverware will come as a natural progression. It just has to, but um, unfortunately, we are up against sites that just keep spending money to get through that. But there we are. Zoe, to you. Uh, do you know, I, I think I think you're right, David. You know, I, I mean, I personally, as a Spurs fan, I, I like to, to think that 
entitlement doesn't necessarily come natural to us as a fan base just because you know we've not had to be entitled for you know a long time rightly or wrongly you know other teams around us Chelsea Arsenal you know they've they've gone on and they've won trophies and done things and, and unfortunately they're our rivals so I always whenever I see the the phrase entitlement I, I I don't look at it as a as a Tottenham thing maybe that's me being biased as a Spurs fan but I, I don't I don't see us as an as an entitled fan base um it's nice to be winning it's and I'm going to enjoy it every second that we that we win whether it whether it we win a, a trophy and at the end of the season it's like you say it would be would be lovely would be amazing would be one th- one in the eye for the media to sort of stop that constant oh it's all well and good but they've got to win a trophy yada 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 which uh, you know i i, I appreciate what they're saying have you gone oh we lost we've lost sorry yes um uh, okay, let's see if she comes back. Okay, uh, well, one thing I'd like to say, if, I, if you're right, if I carry on for the yeah, moment, go for it. Get, um, I was very heartened by the applause for Walker yesterday. Uh, I I thought that was uh, you must have heard it, Javid. Yep, but there was also quite a few boos. I don't know if that came across on TV. It did later on when he was playing, but yeah. early on the the, the applause, and I, and I like that. I mean, I don't really have it and, and I would hope they'll do the same thing if Toby leaves um, you, the way you don't leave is like Judas but you, you can't these are professionals that are making the most of their career and someone offers them treble the money or or so on double your money and offers trophies um, then I, I you you can't really get it I mean it's, it's not really fair um, if a player went for just money, said, well, hang on a minute, you know, West Brom are going to offer me double the money. I think I might boot in. Uh, but that doesn't really happen. So I, I was really heartened by that. Um, that, that, was a, that was a nice touch. But yeah, there was always going to be booze, but it wasn't. I could hear, but just a few. But mostly I, I, I could hear was cheering. Have we got Zoe back yet? I, can you hear me, guys? I, I, we I, can I, now. Yep. Yeah, sorry. I think I think something else happened with the, uh, the internet there. It must have dropped out. But um, um, I can hear you guys now. Sorry, so was that, was that the booing of Carl Walker that you're talking about? Well, I, no, we, we cheered, we applauded him. We cheered yes. him early on, yeah. which, I, which I thought was great. There were some small boos I could see here later on when he was on the ball, but I, I, I just, I don't think he would have worried about that too much. But I think he probably was quite heartened by the cheering for him. So before you got cut off, you were talking about a sense of entitlement. Um. Yeah, um, I, I was just, you know, as, as I was saying, you know, it's... Um, Again, I don't look at it as a as a Tottenham mindset. I, I genuinely don't. Uh, you know, as I was saying, you know, I'm 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 enjoying winning at the moment. You know, as much as as simple as that is, I'm enjoying watching Spurs winning football matches, and that is the that is the crux of it essentially. You know, it's uh, that's when you go to the game or when you watch it on the TV. You know, as much as as anything else, you want to come come away. Or turn the TV off and say, "What a great game I watched!" And you know, got another three points in the bag. If eventually that leads us to a successful season, then brilliant. All the more for it. But again, the the sense of entitlement. Maybe there's a few sporadic. Again, 
I think this is a social media issue more than anything else. I think you see the best and the worst of of, of certain fans and even even fans of your own football club. But I like to think that we're not an entitled fan base. I, I really don't. We're certainly not um, like the other club um, in North London um, or the ones that are up ships and, and, and move from, from South London to, to, to North. We're obviously, we're, we're nowhere near as bad as those there. The, the, the ones that lost to Newcastle, you mean? The ones that lost to <laughs> Newcastle, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh, it does concern me that one day, you know, with success, that if we ever get to the point where you know we start to we're successful and we're winning trophies and trophies and trophies, and then suddenly, look, football's a cyclical game. You will, that there will be be periods of time and we've seen this with, with with United after Ferguson where teams will will start to do badly um, and if we suddenly get into that scenario um, whether our fans will start behaving like um, Arsenal fans that would concern me it would upset mm-hmm. me if, if, it, if it got yeah that bad I think certainly on social media um, there were elements yesterday as well in the ground um, there are some fans I would like to think or hope that they are a minority unfortunately maybe perhaps then a vocal um, or large minority um, that I don't know what their expectations are whether they just think that maybe they think that we should be like Man City and just win every game and play champagne football every single time and be this well old machine Um the players are only human. They're going to make mistakes. Harry Kane is going to have a bad game from time to time. As good as he is, um, he will go through spells where he won't find the back of the net. Um, and if sometimes there'll be mitigating circumstances, sometimes it will be due to the fact that he's, he's, he's carrying a knock or mm. um, he's come back from an injury. Other players, Ericsson we mentioned earlier about his dip in form in the middle of the season, you know, whatever it was, um, around about November time, October, November time after the, um, the World Cup qualifier. Um, Delhi at other points in this this season they're only human they're only going to make mistakes um, you're going to get days where we're going to you know what we're not going to play well I think well, FIFA, sometime... FIFA's got a lot to answer for hasn't it you know the, the game a lot of them, a lot <laughs> yeah. of them, are, a lot of them are, are, are probably playing game on FIFA and winning the, the Champions League with Spurs winning yeah. every game on legendary mode or whatever it is you know a real, fo- real football isn't like that you can't go in with the mindset that you're going to win every game it's nice to think that you can and obviously confidence is is such a massive part of football and the massive part of players you know the way that players fit and the way that they perform it confidence is 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 a huge thing but you know it's like it's like Leicester fans winning the title and then being you know upset about the fact that they didn't they didn't retain it for the second season i think you, you have to be realistic in your expectations as much as anything else you have to i think the whole system you've got to be forgetful with the premier league and produce this monster and we see it uh, yesterday was a good example of match of the day where after showing our game and in dissecting it um they mentioned about uh sort of more talking about sterling i think but when, they, when he went down and under the tackle of Lloris, it was, well, yes, I just by, by the by, and a little aside, uh, that wasn't a penalty, it was outside the box. But, wow, look at Davis and his foot in there on, on Vincent Company, and let's have mm-hmm. a look at that again. And I thought, really? That is a more important aspect of this game than the penalty that should have been a free kick outside the box. Which one was more of a game changer? I, I, I was quite 
shocked actually by that and the whole thing seems to be geared towards the bigger teams and if you do have a system or a, which is advantaging the big sides and if they are winning every game what you'll end up with is what you know we see the last few seasons in formula one where mercedes are just running away with it and people are actually now turning tv off they're fed up with it i'm not watching it anymore that's what will happen to, to top football if you carry on watching the top size winning every game if you share it out it's healthy it's healthy for the game oh we've gone again she's gone she's probably taken more money she's doubled her money and she's gone already <laughs> you know that's that's the trouble with this they she get two two you she's back. there she's come back again yeah yeah oh, clearly we've offered more money haven't you javid you've offered more money <laughs> right oh my goodness this this is i've had i've had a few technical issues in the last couple of weeks and i think it's really it's ugly head again today oh my goodness me Okay, um, the next podcast will be recorded a week today, day after the FA Cup semi-final. Hopefully, um, my guests on that occasion will be um, John Steggles and Chris Callan. Hopefully, we'll be talking about um, our possible opponents in the FA Cup final, maybe. Mm. Who knows? Um, until then, thank you, David. Yeah, cheers. Thank you, Zoe. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. And until next Sunday, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the base are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her